Hey, hey, welcome to a bonus barrel. I am Rob, with me today is... Seiji. And... Seiji. <laughs> I think, um, Lef is dead or dying or something, or... He's not here today, so it's just... It's just two of us, like it all began, way yes. back in the day. Yes. So, Seiji, I want to start... Almost a year ago. Almost. That, Almost. That's coming up next week? Mm-hmm. Look what this is. Wow. Isn't that cool? So I just pulled out a box Super copy. Famicom. Yeah. Box copy of the Super Famicom. That I got recently. Is I it just a box? No, I think it's the whole thing right there. Oh, it's beautiful. Man. It is. It has the inserts and the construction instructions and stuff. And the packaging is so simple. It is. I, I yeah, like so it. I don't know if people have ever seen it, but it just opened. It's not an open up box. It just a cover slides off. Yes. And then you get the stuff in. But uh, yeah, I got that in a few games. I got a dodgeball game. Man, this is so. It's nice. so nice. The it illustration is. is very classy. Yeah. It's, the controllers are nice, too. It's they very have... unlike the Super Nintendo stuff, which is, like, very, very 90s, right? Yes, it is very 90s. This doesn't seem very 90s, does it? Well, may- maybe in Japan. Yeah, it could be but Japan for us, 90s. this looks, like, really, really nice, like, really modern. Like a little, like, like, mo- like retro modern or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a... People who aren't... have never seen it. It's worth Googling. I've never... I never saw it or even thought about it before, the actual packaging, but it, it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love the the, the four color button. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I've been playing it obviously, and I got paneled upon with it before. Ah, it. Ah, it's so fun. It's it's is the Jap- the original Japanese version of Tetris Attack, right? Tetris Attack, yeah. and also Pokemon uh, challenge, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color, and uh, I picked up a couple other ones. I got this one today called Cosmo Gang: The Puzzle. Have you ever seen it? No. It's this weird, really weird puzzle game that I've never played before. I don't Cosmo Gangu za puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the puzzle. The, 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 <laughs> oh yes, because it was the same. Thing. It's it's Cosmo weird. Gang: The Puzzle. Yeah. It's kind of like Tetris and all that stuff, but mm. but it's like you get these red blocks and there's these little monsters attached to the red block, and the only way to clear a line is to get to fill a row horizontally with the red blocks. But these little critters that come with it will block you from filling it. So, they, so every once in a while, a little ball with a arrow will come attached with a direction. Mm-hmm. And when you hit it, it'll go in that direction and clear some of those those bug things, whatever you want to call. Sounds fun. Weird. It is fun. Um, oh yeah. So I wanted I wanted to mention I'm playing Full Metal Alchemist Dual Sympathy for the um, DS. Mm-hmm. If you might recall, way 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 back when we did our manga to games episode, Left mentioned it, and I went out and bought it. So I finally started playing it. Because he said it was good. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, so it's weird, right? So the game's very, very, very short. I'll have it finished tonight. I'm on the last stage. And a side-scroller game. It looks nice. The music's okay. There's some voice acting here or there, although it's in English. And But but there's ten stages. And some stages are just a boss fight. And some stages are a quick-time like mini-game. Like mm-hmm. chopping wood. That's a whole stage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like like twenty like a minute long. And then there's a bunch of cutscenes that are really slow and not very... Like, I love the story of Full Metal Alchemist. Have you ever watched it? Uh, I know the premise of it. Yes. Well, it very it condenses the whole storyline in ten cutscenes. Uh-huh. So all the characters are... Some characters are just there, and you're like, who, who is this character? Why are they... <laughs> it, so I want to say the game is all right. It's not that good. I was actually... I was very disappointed. But uh, that's, that is that. So a few quick news things before we get to our topic. We'll make it brief today because... Uh, well, it's just going to be a little bit shorter than usual. So, Pokken. New fighters, three new fighters join the Pokken tournament roster. Mm. We have Mewtwo, which I guess is just normal Mewtwo. 
that's somehow different from Shadow. So is that a new fighter? Apparently, Bra- Braxton, Mewtwo, and Garchomp have been revealed as the latest additions to uh, Pokémon tournaments. Is that more, more fighting Pokémons? I believe so. Yeah. And yet another character is set to be revealed this Friday, January fifteenth, and we know it, and they know it's not. It includes the one. A character Ra. Yes, I don't know the Japanese Pokemon name, so that's not going to help me any. I know that Charizard is Lizardo. but he's already that, announced, right? Oh, okay, that's true. I think yeah, La. I don't know. Pikachu. And what else do we have today? We have oh, so this is something that I thought you might might dig. 46 million pledged to Kickstarter games in 2015. That's good. That's crazy, eh? Mm. It's nice, though. Like, assuming the ones that actually come out. Mm-hmm. The, then there are some other weirder ones that are kind of questionable. And then there's there's some big ones that don't quite make it. And then it's kind of like this awkward situation. It's not a lot of money, though. I guess not when you think about making games. Mm-hmm. Like, even like a small or moderately budgeted game is still quite expensive. Like, it's a lot of money for being crowdfunded. Yes. But in reality... Game development is really expensive. That's that's not like forty six million for one game, right? That's well, like, it's not even the tri- one triple A game. Exactly. It's like so that's one. Per, that's not know. like one triple A game, but that forty six million is for all the Kickstarters that made yes, money. Correct. So that's got to be hundreds yeah. at least. Yeah, the thing with Kickstarter is that a lot of the cost in game development uh, goes into marketing. So I guess that if you're part of a successful Kickstarter campaign, you got that you got somehow covered, yeah. right? So. I guess yeah. apparently Shenmue Three led the way, uh, with with six point three million raised by sixty nine thousand backers. Now for a triple A game, six million dollars is nothing. That's not much. Yeah. So so wasn't that was money they needed to finish it right? Then they have some backing already for Shenmue. I think so. I, yeah, I, I think it, it it was just to to show investors that the, there was interest. Yeah, just, I think that's that's the case. The same with Bloodstained. I don't, I don't yeah, think... that was uh, the t- uh, yeah. con- uh, the uh, Castlevania yeah. folk, right? Mm. That's weird. Uh, I guess apparently, just mentioned here at the end, there's a documentary about Bill Nye that raised $850,000. I like Bill Nye. Yeah. It's cool. Nice, cool. Uh, Bayonetta 2 standalone release coming next month in North America. What do you a, mean by A budgeted standalone? title. So just, just... just Bayonetta 2 oh, okay. for twenty nine ninety nine. That's good because Nintendo prices never go down. So the so not only is Bayonetta two the the first release kind of rare now, but it's still like sixty bucks or more. So this is kind of yeah. nice for people. So so I got it when when it got released. Yeah. And because I didn't want to, well, I wanted to enjoy the game story. Yes. I played Bayonetta, and I enjoyed it. And then yeah. I didn't play Bayonetta. You didn't play two? two. I played the first stage. In some ways, two's better. I would think. Like, I mean, other than it being graphically a bit nicer, the gameplay I found better. It's a little shorter than the first one. And a little easier. I, yeah, I have to. You should play it. I, I have to, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a great game. I'd love to talk about that again mm-hmm. sometime. But that's it's. I'm glad they're, they're putting a, a bit of a cheaper one out, or at least making it more available, if anything. I, it's, there's a little less risk in, in printing some more copies, because now more people have the Wii U, and it's harder to find, and they're putting it out cheaper. So people who've got the Wii U for like Mario Kart or Splatoon or Mario Maker or whatever might be like, okay, I'll get Bayonetta now. So that's that's awesome. But Bayonetta is a really good game, but... As a beat 'em up, it's compared to to a two D beat 'em up. I find it like sloppy. You think so? Oh, I think people would disagree for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think that it's kind of, I don't know. I I think it's, I found it so fluid and and uh, there's a lot of flow to the game. I, I really liked it, but I actually don't like two D beat 'em ups as much because they're kind of stiff. Like an, a game that I I think it's similar to Bayonetta, not 
necessarily in genre, but in the feeling that I got from the action mm-hmm. is Order of Ecclesia. It's a Castlevania game. Oh, okay. So in this game, you're controlling a female character, and and it has two weapons. So it's kind of like the same with Bayonetta. Yeah. Right, where you pick and and combine weapons. Right. But the other game is you're you feel so so in control. With Bayonetta, sometimes you have to wrestle the camera, mm. and you know, I don't know. I, I have to go back to it because I I got that feeling that that sometimes I died not because I. I didn't know what I, what I had to do, but I couldn't pull it off. Sometimes camera cameras in 3D games can be a little janky. Yeah, but I, I found that controlling Bayonetta, I never had any issues with with the control too much. But overall, I found the game to be quite quite enjoyable. Yeah, the only 3D game that I felt mostly in control mm. has been Super Mario uh, 3D World. Oh yeah, that's pretty. And that's only because that game is some people wouldn't even consider it a full 3D game. I do, but it's a 3D game, yeah. but it's not like it's not like Galaxy or, or 64. Or yeah, and Galaxy and, and 64. It's like Mario Sunshine. I feel like it's in between those two. Yeah, in you a way. have to wrestle with the camera. Yeah. But in general, there was uh, well, the problem with 3D Land and 3D World both is sometimes jumping. Uh, when you want to jump on yeah. blocks and stuff, you can't. Like I actually found the controls in a way the controls were fine, but I found that because the camera was locked. I missed jumps and stuff because I my sh- I have to look for the shadow, and if I didn't see that shadow, I would just go. I would like go in front of a platform instead of on the platform, even though it was like it almost side scrolling at that point, but just off enough that I I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. So I would go flying off. Jump set. If it was two D game, I wouldn't have missed at all. Mm-hmm. And if it was a full three D game, like from behind, I would be able to control it because I'm seeing it from shoulder view of the character. But when it's just just slightly top down to the side I guess and you're trying to jump those platforms you can miss them and, and that was one issue that I, I had with that game although I think the game was amazing because there are 3D games that I feel really comfortable with like Mario Kart because you don't have oh, to yeah. jump Mario Kart's right? awesome yeah and you're basically on rails same with Star Fox mm-hmm. same with Zelda because in Zelda you don't have to right. like, jump with Zelda you don't need that hop. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. need that that precision that's true right but anyway yeah drift it away <laughs> it's okay and one last little piece that I got was uh, Nintendo has confirmed that a playable demo will be available for Bravely Second End Lair. A playable pre-launch demo described as a prelude to the adventure that even allow players to unlock rewards in the full version of the game, like the first one, uh, will be available in Europe at least for February 11th. And it uses, uh, so this is a sequel to Bravely Default, which I didn't love. I feel like this game, Bravely Second, has been like announced for a long time. Well, it came out in ages ago, didn't it, in Japan? Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, I think in like 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. We got Bravely Default quite late, and then they got that came out sometime shortly after we got Default, and it's just been kind of waiting. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't love Bravely Default the first time, just because I liked the battle that was very system, but it was very grindy, and the, the characters, I didn't like all the characters, and... It was a beautiful looking game and the environment's really interesting, but a lot of it felt generic and cliched when it came to the story. So I wasn't too into it, but I know people who loved it, but you know, that's, that's, uh, that's really the fault. And so today we're not recording again in our usual location. I know. I, I like being in our usual location. It's kind of weird, but now, but, you, but yeah, so yeah. it's really cool because I'm admiring here Rob's collection. Um, it's, 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 it's quite impressive. It's, it's quite uh, impressive, man. It is kind of nice to record in front of a wall of games. And and <laughs> I know this is this is gonna sound kind of well to you it will sound normal, but for other person that y- y- you have like 
like what, like four full bookshelves full of games, right? Yeah, about that. Um, but you have a lot more games than a year ago. And I noticed because you started piling games on top of the bookshelves. bookshelves. I can already have no more room for a bookcase. I know. So until I'm, I'm not willing to split them up. So until I move, I'm kind of stuck with Uh a weird point. But I I do, uh, my collection has been growing steadily, almost at 1500 now. 1500. So like a year ago, you were working towards your, your thousand. Yeah. My thousand was a big deal. Well, cause, cause I started collecting not last year. But wait, I was collecting before we started bonus draw, right? Yes. Yeah. It was May of the fall of 2014. I started collecting. I had 250 titles, mm-hmm. and now it's a year and a half later, and I have 1,450 titles. Good job, man. Because UG and eBay and being irresponsible are all lent lent to that. Yeah. It's and all thanks to Megan. So that that's to right? my side. <laughs> <laughs> That to my side, so I have this huge like wall of games, and then to my front, we have a wall, <laughs> wall of full amiibos. of amiibos. Yes. Talking of amiibos, Let, yeah. so, oh. so January twenty second yeah. is the second wave of the amiibo cards, the Animal Crossing. Right. Ones. Then we get four new Animal Crossing amiibos figurines. What? What? Okay, Animal Crossing. Lucas. Okay. And last week. But, but this this was really strange. Last mm. week, some EV games got um, Shovel Knight. Okay, so he was out early then. He was out early. Okay. So Reddit didn't know what 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 the hell was going on. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing this um, this posts on Reddit like, "Hey guys, check your your EV games because so, some of them are getting are getting Shovel Knights." I didn't go on mm. on on Friday, but I went on, on Saturday. No, no, no. I went on Friday okay. to check. But in the evening, they they told me, yeah, we got two, but they got sold out immediately. Of course. Um, and then on Reddit, I read, oh, well, some other stores, but mostly EV games, I think, we're going to get more. But apparently, it's in really limited quantities. I checked Toys R Us on Tuesday. Didn't have any. They had not gotten any, though, at yeah. that point, either. I think that was this Tuesday. Yeah. I went, because someone... Anyways, I didn't get it. I want Shovel Knight, but I didn't, I wasn't... I didn't really want to order through at Walmart, so I kind of regret it now. But, but, but Yacht Club like promised there would be a bunch of them. They're like, there should be no worries, no, sh- no, like, <clears throat> like lack of them. But so far, it seems that is the case. Well, very limited quantities, apparently. But I can't have at, a fire at, at least so far. And oh, a tip for for amiibo hunters. A little tip from so yep. I I used to not like want. To order from Walmart because they have shipping. Yeah, and it's same quite re- expensive, right? But this last Tuesday, when I when I got my pre order for Shovel Knight, they have an option there for pickup and for pickup at post offices. I wish I'd known that. Free. I would have done that if I had known. So there you go. Because Rich, because the Me Boss sent me the Amiibo link, and I was like, I was like, I just don't want to order for Walmart. I hope I'll, I'll hope I'll just hope I'll find it for Toys R Us. So I didn't order it. Yeah. And if I'd known the pickup thing, I would have I would have done that. So yeah. that. So that's good advice for the future as for anything like that, I suppose. Because yeah. Walmart gets a lot of exclusive stuff, it seems. It's weird. I, I, I don't like following or, or, you know, tracking Walmart yeah, I pre-orders. Either. I yeah. like Amazon ones and yep. EV games it's, well in a pinch. Amazon's impossible now. Because when they first came out, Amazon, I had first two waves through Amazon with no, no real issues except for Marth, of course. Yeah. And after that, there have just been exclusives at all these different places. And... Amazon, like, 
I never even see them on there anymore until they're sold out. And then you just see them listed for like $300. Like they have a cloud amiibo placeholder and people are selling it for 130 and it's not even out. It's not even announced for when it will be out. And it, it's just like, what are you, ah, uh, that kind of stuff bothers me. Like that whole, the whole reseller nature. Thing. Oh, talking about Amazon. Let's so they, they, they announced that for uh, the prime members, are getting twenty percent off on pre-orders and new re- newly released games. Oh, really? So there you go. That's a good deal. Now Prime is like seventy bucks a year. Yeah, I have it. I, I, it, it's it's really useful. I've been on the fence about it's it. It's really handy, man. Because if you want something, you get it in two days. Which is pretty two nice. Days shipping for free, so you don't have to worry about shipping anymore. Oh well, for for stuff that doesn't have Prime, but. Most, I, I should most probably, of has Prime. I should probably switch to it because I stopped getting Amazon for a little bit. Like, I just wasn't, like, when I first started shopping Amazon a lot, it was all art books. But then I stopped buying art books and was mostly getting games. But I wasn't getting many games through Amazon. But nowadays, I've been getting more and more through Amazon because I don't really, other than, like, really special titles, I don't really need them at the, right at the day they come out because I usually, I usually get to them a, a few days later or a few weeks later. So yeah. I've been getting some stuff from Amazon. Like, I got that Trails of Cold Steel uh, game for the Vita through Amazon and get a bunch of other stuff. Coming. If not at the very least, wait for E3 or around those dates, and time. then activate your 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 free trial, <laughs> and then pre-order everything with twenty yeah. percent off because they they um they keep their promise of or their promises of of this discount. So whatever you get, you get your your original pre-order. For. How long is the twenty percent off for? Like always, I think it's permanent. That's pretty good. Yeah, that makes it more worth it because I buy a, a shit ton of games. So you buy a bunch of games, especially yeah. new games, and yeah, you get fifty percent off. You get those twenty dollars back. I might look into that. Actually, that's yeah. that's pretty good. Pretty good but, idea. But 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 I mean, if there's people out there that don't want to spend, but they they want to spend on games, I mean, wait for around E3 because that's where where a lot of announcements are made. Yeah, and you can pre-order because Amazon just takes well, pre-orders. Last year they had great uh, deals for E3. You know? Yeah, they had a twenty percent discount. That's so like I, I don't know if you could. You got three. Oh yeah, which so you did. Imagine a thirty percent off for your E three coupon, and then twenty percent off uh, from your Prime membership. That's fifty percent off. That's a good deal. I don't know if it's. I mean, don't take my word for it. I don't it. think it's that. We're just hypothetical. But but still, twenty percent off. It's 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 a lot. We dare to dream and hope. Do we want to just go to the topic? Undertale. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're here for Undertale. So this will be heavily spoiler <laughs> review, uh, which which is fine. And, you know, actually, I didn't... Oh, I should have... Okay, before we get into Undertale, I didn't... I meant to address some of the complaints we had about last episode. Oh. We, from some of my friends who play complaints. a lot of open world games. We have complaints. Oh, okay. Um, one of my friends, Sundary J, yeah. who listens to all of our episodes, said mm-hmm. that... He could barely. Get, it was hard to get through the episode because he wanted to yell at how wrong we were about open world games. Uh-huh. And I talked to him and I talked to another friend who listens. And okay, so my mind's been changed a little bit. Okay, so they're on your agreement with you. 
in that they think that mine were mine world Minecraft is an open world game. Uh-huh. And although I still they maintain, were in disagreement, they agree about that. They okay. think and. So me and my friend talked in length about it, me and Sundary J, about... <laughs> in length. Yeah, we talked about it quite a while. And it's kind of like open world does fit a little better as a subgenre. Because Skyrim and, and Bethesda games are primarily RPGs, open world RPGs. But not just open world. So I guess Minecraft would be a, an open world sandbox. So I, I think sandbox is synonymous with open world. I don't think you can have... A sandbox without it being an open world, but I think you can have an open world RPG that's not a sandbox game. So, that yeah. being said, I don't play a lot of sandbox, or a lot of open world or sandbox games, so I'm no expert on them. Okay. <laughs> but I was, I was very clearly uh, addressed, and I'd like to formally apologize for my ignorance of open world games. So I hope that you can forgive <laughs> me out there. No, I think I, I think that the, the discussion was good. And I everybody like the discussion. Had, had had their points. Well, we had I a compliment. Still, I would still want. So I I I would still want for us to play Minecraft. I will play it some new world. I need to play it. Just a new world and start and and you, you'll see that it's not. I I don't think it's going to be what you think it will be. I I just think it's going to be like new Terraria. Somewhere. Huh? I just think it's gonna be like Terraria. I haven't played Terraria. I think so. I think it'll be like that, which is not a bad thing. I like Terraria. I just don't. I will play. I will try to play it this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll try together. To yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna play it alone. Uh-huh. Not like some sort of loser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did get a compliment though. Uh, Amanda, the possibly only female listener to the show, okay. said that our conversation was uh, very natural and that she enjoyed us talking. All right. So we're gonna talk now about Undertale. Mm. So from here on out. Spoilers, all right. I don't have anything like written down other than some just some general topic stuff. But I did want to say at least who made it. Toby Fox, right? Toby Fox, one gentleman developer, except with a few monster design inputs. He made the music. He programmed it. He did, you know, ninety nine percent of the art. Uh, yeah. Not the, not, not the music. I don't think. I don't know. I thought he did the music. Maybe he did he too. Didn't. If he did, I mean, I always admire a lot. It was composed by him, so yeah. Yeah, so those guys that can do everything. Because you see, making music, programming, making art, they're very different disciplines. They're all different. Yeah, I know to... someone who can do a little... You, but We both know someone who can do a lot of programming and some music stuff. But I don't think he was an artist in general, so uh, I'll mention who it is later. But to you. But um, yeah, those things are all very different. I, I can't program, I certainly can't make music. So to have one and the music in Undertale, which is I was going to get into later, is really good. It, well, to me, it's not that that he did everything because you could do it. I could do it. Mm. It's just that I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do a good job. Okay. And Undertale, okay, that's fair. Undertale is a really everything is is really good. Like a lot of people complain about the graphics. I like the graphics. Oh, I love the graphics. They are in style. Yeah, right? they match. They match the game. They have a pretty clear, um, pretty clear inspiration. Like it's pretty. They look a lot like Earthbound, mm. and I don't think that was accidental. No. no, no. So let's quickly talk about the story, just to give people some context. So you're a, a kid uh, who crashes down into an underground cavern, and it's full of monsters, which are just. Sorry, my cat jumped on stage. <laughs> um, so it's full of monsters, and the monsters are basically people, but they look a bit different. Or a lot different, depending. But they all have sentience and personalities, and they talk to you. And so, basically, you as the, ch- the kid, you want to get out of there. You want to go home. 
and you find out as you're traveling through the game that the quote-unquote evil king Asgore Dreamer is, has killed six other humans and is gathering their souls because you need seven souls to get past the very video game reason to get the past the barrier to the human world. You need seven human... For a monster to go past the barrier, you need seven human souls. Whoa, that's really spoilery. Well, I know. I said spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, well, the backstory, when you just played... You open the game for the first time. Yeah. It always opens with the... With the semi-cutscene. Yeah, yeah. With the with the story of the game that there was a... There once was monsters and humans living yeah. in the same world and they have a war but humans were so strong that they just beat all the monsters they put them in a cave or something yeah. and then there's a barrier between the two worlds and and then that's like the backstory and then the backstory of the character is that you were wandering a far a, a forest i believe so yeah or something like that and then you fell down a hole and then that's it <laughs> that's when you start the game and you i mean at the, the very beginning of the game you meet toriel toriel she's a kindly okay so so when I first heard about uh, this game, I mean, you mentioned it, but I didn't really look into it. Then the Game Facts thing came up, which we'll address later. The Game Facts came up, so then my interest was peaked further. I'm like, okay, I need to play this soon. That's when I decided to play it. Now, I had read a spoiler uh, review of the first chapter, or tutorial. Mm -hmm. So I knew I knew kind of what happened, because the guy was... I think I even mentioned this in the other, on an earlier episode. Uh, so I was expecting to go in and instantly like her. And no, I did like her, but she felt, at first she felt so desperate, like so like pathetic. Uh, again, I like her and, and you find out more about her character, especially in the pacifist ending. But at first I was like, man, why is she so desperate to have this kid stay with her? It was really weird to me. But you find out later that she's just trying to save your life, you know, because yeah. to get out of there, you're going to die. And, and she leaves her husband because of their disagreements. And he wants, so Asgore wants to get seven human souls, free the monsters, and have them go over and take take over well, the he, human Well, he world. wants to become, well... A god. He, he wants to become godlike. Yeah, and that's by, what By happens. fusing two, like a monster and a human... Seven human souls. Soul, yeah. right? Something yeah. like that. And that gives him some sort of, like, weird power. So monsters don't have souls in the game. And that's... So when monsters die, they just die. But humans have souls. So they... That's the difference between a human and a monster, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they say something like that. Yeah. So when a monster gets the human soul, it gets some weird ass power. Yeah. yeah. So it, so it's a little it's strange. The neutral you can only get a neutral ending your first playthrough, but Sage and I both went pacifist, and actually Sage literally finished the game right before we started recording because he got stuck on the last boss. So he just saw the so the neutral mm -hmm. ending is very fresh in my mind because I just saw it, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the pacifist ending that you can get is, by not killing anything in the game. And you then beat the game neutral, and then you go through the pacifist part, and you can get way more, a lot more additional information, yeah. so, which I won't talk about because Sadie so, hasn't done it. So the, there's, there's, it, it's like an RPG, right? It's an RPG, but so it has EXP, yes, which is not experience points, no. right? It's execution points, yes. This is this is explained later in the game, and your level. So w w when you get to to us, I think to the final corridor, yeah, before the castle or at the castle, yeah, and one of the characters explains that. If that you are like a true something, I don't remember what what it, what what tells you, but it says mm. something about you haven't collected any XP, right? Meaning ex ex execution points, so you haven't gained, gained any level. level, 
L O L V, which is love. Yeah. So, so in most games, you have a level, and you have an uh, an experience. You have EXP, EXP, EXP right. or experience points. Yeah. And you build your experience points up in order to increase your level. Right. Right. But in this game, well, you gain execution points, and you gain. What's I what? mean, to build up your level L V L, which is I think it's level think, of violence. Or level of violence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's. <laughs> so it's really funny, but so when 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 I first mentioned this game, with a, a friend, told me, "Hey, have you heard about right. this game?" It was back in I don't remember when. It came out September twenty fifteen. Yeah, back in October November. Okay, my friend told me. I was like, "Whoa, this looks interesting." Didn't know anything about it. Mm. I played it, and I was I didn't know anything. Right? right, so I was just playing it. So I was killing monsters, and I <laughs> yeah, he told me that I, I killed the ghost, yeah, and then I killed Toriel because that's the regular way to play a game, and that's not a wrong way to play a game. As a matter of fact, as you as you're building up to, there's three ways to play the game: neutral, pacifist, where you kill nothing, and chaotic or whatever, where you kill everything, uh-huh. and and you get three different endings. Yeah, I but that I so but you didn't know that as a player, you don't yeah, know that. No, right? you have no idea. Yeah, so. The only the only reason I knew was because after the game started getting a lot of, you know, a lot of spotlight mm-hmm. in 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 the interwebs, yes. <laughs> I I started playing again, and because I didn't remember exactly where where I left it, I restarted the game, and then I, I well when in my playthrough I noticed that you could make different decisions yes. in in order to not kill your enemy. And that's one of the things that I mentioned that I, that, that to me that was really, really interesting. I liked that a lot. Right? So I went back and I played the game with that knowledge in mind. And that's when I noticed that I could get different endings because different things happened and the characters were saying different things. And a certain character... But I wasn't spoiled by, by anything by the story. Right? right. And certain characters acknowledge, like you're like you're saying, that if you restart your game or you reload a save file and make a different decision it will be like I know you did that yeah Flowey yeah Flowey who's you know an antagonist in the game correct and that's really cool like it the game will kind of chastise you even though you're, you you want to fix the, the mistake you made and I like that about about the game I want to talk about the battle system because for I play a lot of RPGs mm-hmm. and you have your action RPGs which are basically a, like a third person action game you have your traditional RPGs where it's turn-based. You have some sort of hybrids, like in the Tales series. You have... Um, uh, there's another type... Um, that, oh, strategy RPGs where you're moving on a grid and trade in, you know, like your fire emblems mm-hmm. and stuff. Now this one... That's a little is, bit of everything. It's almost a successful version of what I hoped Sigma Star Saga would have been, in that there's a lot of those bullet hell elements and stuff in the battle system, but it's good. So you have attack, you have act item and spare sparing ends the battle but you can only spare a creature by doing certain things through acting fighting will just straight up kill the character now with fighting you have what like a, a weird bar that starts on the edges of red and the closer to the center is green and yeah. you have a sliding bar and you want to hit it and at well, the center to you what is the background graphic of that is it an eye or a I don't know. spaceship I thought it was like wave a wave of some sort like a, like yeah. a sound wave yeah. is what it looked like to me a lot of the graphic this, the, the art direction it's really strange, it's right? A strange so it, game. It's something that you cannot read directly. It just looks interesting. Oh yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. So that's all there really is going on with your attack. So you you know, just like any other RPG, you have equipment. You can equip one armor, one weapon, and some will do different things. Yeah. So it has all the standard elements. Exactly. Yeah. Now where it gets a bit different is when the monster attacks you, every monster in the game has a different attack pattern 
And what I mean by attack pattern is so when you're in battle, you're in this, your your area of movement is very small. It, it can change the size a little bit, but basically imagine a rectangle or a square, and you are a tiny little red heart while you're in battle. And the enemy could be a kind of bullet hell thing where there's waves of, uh, well, for lack of a better term, bullets to avoid, mm-hmm. or there might even be something silly like a dog that's going to jump or a frog you have to avoid. So basically the whole point is like, like in any game like that is you don't want to get touched by whatever objectives objects are coming at you. So you avoid them. Would you say that at that point the game transforms into a sort of a shmup? In, in, in a sense, that is exactly what, what that section, when you're defending, uh, is. You, you are basically, it's a shoot-em-up at that point. Mm. A very limited, you know, small area, simple shoot-em-up. But, and with, with that being said, don't imagine it that you're always avoiding just waves of, of bullets and or bullet objects and, and patterns and stuff like that. Sometimes it's weird stuff. Sometimes it's a, a monster flexing. I, it just, it's strange. Yeah. It defy like, that's the best I can do to explain it orally. I met, I recommend looking it up. To me, that's one of the best parts about this game in terms of gameplay is because you have your traditional RPG elements, you're still attacking, yeah. but it's so interactive yeah. and fun. And yeah. every fight is different. Yeah. Every, well, every monster is different. Yeah, correct. And, and another thing about the battles is, so the act option you basically have these each again each creature is different but you interact with the creature or the monster they're just like npcs except that you're battling them really and they all have personalities and you want to try and trigger the right actions with them so that you can spare them if you want to spare them you can just kill them which i didn't i didn't do i don't even know what what happens when you kill a monster because i never i've never seen it oh you you they disappear, you gain experience. Yeah, so pretty standard game. And gold. Um, so there, actually, I one of the questions I was going to ask you and Lef is um, if you had any favorite monsters that you liked, actually. Oh, Since the we're still talking guy. about that. He's on my list, too. He's actually called Aaron. And he's like a mermaid horse human yeah. who flexes. And you yeah. just keep choosing the flex option. And yeah. as you flex, his battle patterns get faster and harder. Until eventually you outflex him and then and then you can spare him. No, he, you don't even spare no, him; no, he just no. goes away. So you you flex and he yeah. he flexes harder. Yeah. Then you flex again and he flexes two <laughs> times harder. And then the third time he flexes out of the screen. Yeah, and then you're done. <laughs> I love that. But the cool thing, so the battle system mm-hmm. goes beyond the RPG genre. I think. Absolutely. So the, you have this mob. You have a puzzle game in there because every single one. If you play from this pacifist point of view, yes, it's like you have to actually read. You do right because it's, yeah. I, I don't know if 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 some people will will be surprised that I like this game so much. Even people though it, who listen to the show would be surprised, even though it has so much text. And it's cut but scenes. to me, the text. Well, I don't know about the well, cutscenes, but there are cutscenes in the sense that the game stops for you to get story. Yes, but but the story is relevant. I well for for at least for the battles. Well, because battles it, is different. I mean, for it, the it's saying stuff. stuff, yeah, that you have to read. You do. If you don't read it, you don't. You, you won't get. You're not gonna be able. Well, to spare. I guess. I guess you can just try all the options, but yes. but even then, you have to do them in the right order for some of them. Like for example, one of the other ones I want to mention was the greater dog and the little dog, which one of the cutest enemies in the game is just like you, oh, you counter man, it. It's the, like a the, little yeah. puppy, but then it stands up and is in a full suit of like humanoid armor, and it barks at you. And it has a different battle music. It's adorable, and and with that one, you have to you have the options to like beckon to play to pet, but you have to first beckon him over, try to pet him. Then he's too excited and he keeps getting more excited. So you have to throw a ball or whatever 
then comes back and then you pet him again and then you can spare him. Man, my my favorite battle probably is the uh, against the the dog couple. Oh, I remember those guys. Yeah, right. Because you have them. to roll over, and then you start smelling like a weird puppy, and then you yeah. you, you pet them, and then like, oh, puppy, the pets are. It's so funny, man. I also love the the Sundari plane. Do you remember that one? No. So <laughs> the Sundari plane is based off that whole anime trope of of Sundari. Uh, oh, where, where, Sundari. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. pronouncing it wrong. Um, so the, the pl- plane, yeah. yeah. So the plane is basically that trope where it's like it likes you, but it won't admit it. So uh-huh. you have to like, like even in the battle when it's attacking you, you have to touch it, but just at the edge of it where it's green. But if you get too close and it gets upset, and it just makes kind of makes yeah, fun the, of that whole genre. The action is get closer, and yeah. then it says you get closer, but not too close. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's holy like, and then the, the plane blushes. Yeah, it's that was so funny. And I also like the ice cap, who is really obsessed with his hat. Yeah. And like kind of like insecure about it and a little narcissistic see yeah, yeah, yeah. to compliment his hat. And 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 the cool thing is that well, in most of our, in most RPGs, even in Pokemon, like mm. I don't like the random battles because it, it's too grindy, right? It you is want, grindy. And when yeah. you want to do something it gets in the way. But you uh, at the same time you have to do it because you have to well, level you don't up. Get levels, but yeah. in this game, like the, the random encounters with enemies is really light. I would say. It is pretty light. And even if you get it, you're like, oh, well, what am I going to get? Yes. It's always fun. Because always you have to like keep figuring out the, the patterns and stuff. And just when you when you think you got it, or when you think that, okay, so all the enemies are going to be like the, like this, yeah. the game puts a twist. Yes. Every time. And another thing is, if you're playing the pacifist route, you don't have to grind. Because you don't need to level up or anything exactly. like that. So it's kind of it's nice. I prefer, Even though it's harder in some ways. So what, as I understand it, the pacifist run is harder until the end. Then the, uh, the the violence run is really easy until the end. And in the end, it's like the two hardest bosses in the game. But the rest of the game is really easy. But with the, with the, the mode that you and I played, it, it's hard until the end. And then it's not too bad. But... And I guess a neutral would just be a kind of a balanced approach. But I, I was really committed to not do any attack. Yeah, I really. Oh, really, so you want to talk about the I, end? I was super yeah. committed to that. Well, before that, okay. the reason I didn't finish the game yesterday oh. <laughs> was because I, I made a really stupid mistake. Yeah. So before the end battle, there's this battle against the robot, right? Metatron, Metatron. who's also hilarious. Yeah, and I have I had a bunch of 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 food. Mm. And I spent all my money getting that food. Of course. And then I went to that battle and I was so, being so careful, I ate, I ate it all. Yes. Thinking, well, if there is a next enemy, I, from the pattern that I was seeing, there's always going to be like a an box. opportunity to get some food. Right. But it wasn't. <laughs> and, and, and that, um, the path from Metatron to, uh, Asgore is really long. It's quite a long path, right? Although you get a shortcut later. So I, I got there without yeah. any food, meaning I don't I didn't have any any ways to to heal right. to heal up. So I, I played <laughs> the game and and it killed me once and and it's it's pretty cool because every time you get killed and you use the talk option, yeah, it will tell you you told Asgore that. That you you've been killed by him twice or three times or <laughs> yeah. four times until until the, the message that you that you saw, which was like too many times. Oh, to, really? To so count. counted it before that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. He counted up to ten, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die to him at all when I played. Uh huh. So, oh no, I think I died. No, I don't think I even died once. I got lucky. 
Because I went and prepared. I, I knew what to expect from the fight. Yeah. So when I got here, yeah. I told that to Rob, and Rob, uh, he he knew of a way to get gold and get money. Yeah. So we, I, we went all the way back to Snowden, which is like the first village that, yeah. you, that you encounter after the, after uh, the dungeon. Area. The yeah, the, area, yeah the, the underground yeah. area. <laughs> so <laughs> I, just be, I just beat the game. You did, like right before it started. Mm. What did you think of the ending? Because you, you, I noticed, so, so Seiji... I don't know if people gather the way Seiji plays games, but I got a nice taste of how Seiji plays games. He's at the last fight, and he keeps hitting uh, the uh, refuse to fight. He talk over and over again, and the game's telling him there's no more words to be said. There's no words to be said over and over and over again. He keeps going to spare him. Like Seiji, you can't you can't spare him. I'm just letting you know you have to fight him. He's like, no, I don't want to fight ever. And he kept doing it. And then even the game says. You have to fight in the fight option. And then Sadie's like, no, I still won't fight. And he kept trying until he ran out of healing items. And you know what? I think I think that is bad. You don't like that. No. Sometimes you, well, and you know, something similar happened with, with um, what's the name of the, the, the girl with the spear? Uh, Undyne. Undyne. Or Undine or whatever. Same thing happened with, with her. I kept dying with, with, uh, with Undyne because I didn't want to fight. I don't, don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. Huh? Did you have to fight her? No, because I don't remember fighting her. No. Yeah. But you have to run away. Oh. Okay. I didn't get the hints. Right. I don't think I did at first either. And then and then I was like, ah, oh, what do I have to do? And I found that you could run away, and I was like, okay, so I'm not gonna kill her, so I'm gonna run away. And then a really funny thing happened. That oh, did you do that? Did you run away? Uh, out of the battle, yes. Yes. Did uh, you give her the water? Yes. Okay, good. Because you can't get the, the passive ending if you don't give her the water. As I gave her the water. Yeah. But you have to keep running away, right? So yeah, yeah. You have to keep that. dodging her. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So some, I was expecting some something similar to with Asgore. Yeah, like something well, something doesn't happen. It's a little different with him though, because he straight up breaks the spare the uh, spare button. You can't spare yeah, or one. I, I I guess, but it's still. no. I get your your reasoning for initially being resistant, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> But I had beaten it. I'm like, Sadie, you gotta, you gotta fight him. You're like, I won't fight him, which is admirable. But it came to the point where the game, you, you, it, it went on, like, you must have done like 30 turns of trying to talk to him. And then I hit him, and I was doing like 300 damage. Yeah, I was like, cool. So then we learned something special. So Sadie died, of course. He had no more healing items, and and the game, the bullet hell shoot him up parts are pretty tough. Yeah. So you reloaded, and then you noticed that your attacks were really, really like weak. Yeah. So what it was is because you had spent so long avoiding. As the battle keeps progressing, he starts going faster and attacking harder, and your damage starts going up. Mm. So when you first started attacking him, your damage was doing like 300 because of the first... Because at the point where you finally gave in and tried to attack him, mm. it was already so late in the game. But when you first started attacking him right away in your second attempt, you were doing like, like 90 damage. And you and I were kind of confused, like, why are you doing so little damage? Yeah. And then we realized eventually... That I was so worried. I was like, oh, man. You messed up. I wasn't supposed to fight. <laughs> <laughs> but you did fight him. You yeah. beat him. And then something even crazier happens, where you fight the uh, true antagonist of the yeah, game. Yeah, I chose to... Spare him. To spare yes. um, Asgard. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, so happy. He and, he's like, I'm going to adopt and, you. Or, yeah. yeah. And we're going to eat butterscotch pie yeah, every sounds day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then he's killed. And then the, the, the jerk flower comes. And kill him. Not only does he kill him, but he insults you. You are an idiot. You really are an idiot. But he kills Asgore. He does. It's rude. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and you truly are an idiot or something. It's really rude. And then you have to fight this crazy boss. It reminds me of Lavos and Chrono Trigger. Not before 
the oh the game crashes the game on crashes you. and I was, whoa and you're scared and, and I was scared I was too <laughs> not when it happened to you but I was scared when it happened to me yeah 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 because it also happened to me I'm like what, what and I was because I had because that fight with the king took a long time and I was like what? oh no what's going on here but you know what so you see how in 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 movies. They break the fourth wall, right? Yes. By talking to the audience. Yeah. But in games, that really doesn't... It, it can apply. It yes. doesn't usually translate well. I yeah. But in this game, breaking the fourth wall is that, right? It's yes. messing up with the with the interface. It all of becomes the this, this, this sense that your character, the save points and reloading is almost like this form of time travel. Hmm. It's, it's the way the game kind of takes it. So like, in, and that in the game world, Flowey's in control of it. He's gonna load. He's gonna he's gonna corrupt your files and stuff. Now, what almost happened to me was I died and I threw my hands up and I'm like, "Are you serious? Are you? I can't believe this just happened." And so, so I don't know if I looked up first or if I had just tried it again. I think I just tried it again. I got back in. It's like okay. Then the monster came and I died instantly and it crashed. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I thought I had to start over again from yeah. scratch. Yeah, and you I, were coaching me, so I, yeah, wasn't, I, I, I wasn't that that freaked out. Yeah, well, because I wanted because we needed to beat it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, when I played it, I was like, oh, so I I, I eventually because I kept dying on him at first. You did better than I did, and I looked it up and I was like, I just wanted to see if there was like a trick I was missing because I don't like I like to do things myself, but if I die multiple times, I'll usually look up. Mm-hmm. Like either not even and, no, and it's really cryptic. Yeah, and so if it's not a straight up guide, like tell me exactly what to do, I'll look up tips, like boss tips for this guy. So yeah. I looked up for him, and then it told me that even when you die, it saves for you. So thankfully, I, after that point, I just kept doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that by that fight, you'll you'll probably die quite a bit, but you do your things, and then you get the neutral ending, and then it, and then it kind of tells, then you get to choose to spare the the evil, the the actual evil character in the game. And Sage and I both being the, the stand-up guys that we are, we did spare him. And as thanks, he later on tells you that, you know, if you reload uh, your save point that he gave back to you, mm-hmm. he'll let you, you know, go talk to Undine and then you can start new events. So Sage will do those events and then we'll, we'll for now, later, we'll touch on those later. Up to the point where you have to f- fight the, like Flowey and his crazy... His like weird color. He's in color! Yeah, the <laughs> game is crazy enough. It is correct? crazy enough, yeah. Uh, it's the kind of game that you wouldn't ever see from an actual video game company right sure like a established, established company right yeah um so that's why i love indie games but then the game gets really crazy yeah that last stage with the last the last 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 boss is like a straight up bullet hell like shoot em up game uh hor- it's like a horizontal one like, like i've never seen vertical like a lot of so that's another thing that I want to say about Undertale mm. is that it reminds me of a lot of other games like Flowey is straight up the sunflower from Plants vs Zombies. Is, oh, okay. In, I never in, play much of those, but I can see the what you mean now. It's the same. Yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah. In the last corridor, you can see the Triforce split up with with like one a, of them with, with like a, a fairy. So that's Zelda, and then there's there's Ganon. Um, Asgore oh, has, yeah. has come basic, like yeah. basically the same graphics. And like I was saying earlier, that last fight is so much like Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Um, Final Fantasy VII did the oh the elevator make you think the elevator that, that made me think of Final. There you Fantasy. go, you're making those connections. Uh, <laughs> Earthbound. Oh, the whole Completely. game looks like Earthbound. Yeah, like mostly. I think Earthbound might be a little bit nicer graphically, but just barely. Mm-hmm. Except for that crazy last. And class. the music reminds me of a bunch of okay old games. The music in that game is awesome. It's awesome. I love it. I bought the OST afterwards. Um. And I've listened to it quite a bit mm-hmm. while, like, while doing various things. And I love it. It's, it's very touching. So 
And that thing with the with the breaking the fourth wall in video yeah. games, I usually don't like it. Messing to be up with the with the interface and stuff. No, in, but they they didn't uh, abuse it. Right. right. They, they used it in this context because it was relevant to the story. The only other game that I that I've seen that uh, using that kind of breaking the fourth wall element in games. Do you know a uh, lot of there? No. It's a it's an event that they do once in a while, and you have 24 hours to develop one game and okay. to upload it to like a forum or so something. So it's just similar to like a like a hackathon kind of thing. Yeah, it it is basically a hackathon. Okay. Um. So there was this game that I saw there about a character. It starts in a really tiny window screen, mm. right? And then when you get to the edges of the of the window, you can you start pushing the the edges of the actual like the window from from a, from windows. Okay. Okay. Right, and it starts making it bigger. Right, and it and, and you start revealing more of the map, and I thought it was really cool. See, stuff like that is clever. What I don't like is when game okay when a, an otherwise serious game, an otherwise another in a game that has verisimilitude, where you feel like the game is supposed to be a real world kind of thing, one that doesn't break the fourth wall. When those games talk about save points, when they reference pressing the A button, uh, that kind of stuff bothers me. I don't like that. Mm. Now. Other so I know that you want to give directions. I'd rather just be a tutorial pop up and not have the characters doing it, because mm-hmm. that just to me makes me think, well, why is the character talking about an A button? That's stupid. And another game that does it well, but not I don't like it, but I I don't play those games is the Metal Gear games. And a very infamous one is when you're fighting a certain boss, he will look at your your memory card and talk about games, other games that you play, and you have to switch either switch the memory card or switch your controller. I don't I, I guess I don't play it. Mm-hmm. It's gimmicky. And I like the con- I like the idea of it, but the Metal Gear games kind of feel like they kind of they're. It's weird that they break the fourth wall to me. Again, this is coming as someone who does not play the Metal Gear games. This is only through I only know about that through friends. Mm-hmm. So if you're Metal Gear fans out there and you're like that always happens in the series, and I apologize, I don't need I don't need your your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but stuff like that is kind of strange. But but like you're saying with with Undertale, I like it because like I like I kind of said earlier they. It's just sort of it's sort of this analog for time travel with the even though the game doesn't talk about time travel or by any means the whole save point thing is like you're you're cheating by reversing time or making alternate realities which is what the game says at the end which I thought was really cool I like that aspect of it yeah and it does it well and it really it it has this really good matching theme with the whole. So I'm gonna start again. Okay. <laughs> one one of the one of the famous aspects about Undertale is yeah. its multiple endings, which is yes. not a novel idea. No, absolutely not. Right. But one of the things that I don't like about like in Life is Strange. Right. Life is Strange is, is one of those games that oh it, the tree of choices or whatever, right? Mm. But what I and and the, the same I'm gonna say the same the same thing I said in my review of that game, which is it's meaningless. Because if you just follow a string uh, a string of options in that tree, you just get to see the one thing. Well, that's not now. If you externally know that you can you can have different effects or or different things in the story, um, you have to replay the game and you have to know by it externally. Not in Undertale though, mm. because in Undertale they make multiple references to the things that you could do, and in the very end they tell you, "Well, do this." Right. Right. In in. But it's part of the story. It's not an external thing. It is. Yeah. It is. It is an external thing because they're breaking the fourth wall. But because they're breaking the fourth wall, that makes 
the multiple ending things part of the so, whole game without you having to know certainly although everyone everyone knows because everybody mentioned yeah, and all I the pacifist or whatever right okay so the, the parallel between this and Life is Strange is not I don't know if it's entirely fair so you only played the first chapter of Life is Strange yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole package is the things you do will affect the game more and more as you go along and there is a couple of different endings although not quite as crazy as Undertale's endings which I'll get back to in a second with Life is Strange, the, the choices you make aren't... They're kind of superficial in a lot of ways, but they're not meaningless. Because some characters will die. And they are do not appear the rest of the game if you mess up. And so as the game goes on further and the chapters become bigger, the choices become bigger. But, but that being said, although that's the case, there's still a main plot you're following. And it's, so it's kind of like... It's not like a branch, a tree, a tree that branches out. It's like, it's like you start with the stump... And then a whole bunch of branches, and it come at the top of the tree. It almost like a like a pine tree. Actually, it's kind of like a. <laughs> I keep going to this. So life is strange. It's like a pine tree. <laughs> you have a lot of choices between the, the the beginning and the middle, but at the end, there's only a few pines left to choose from. So uh-huh. so the endings are are mo- mostly the same with a, a few small oh. choices. But but before you get in there, but with Undertale, the three endings are and like this is from experiencing two of them are vastly different. And they explain things about the game that you wouldn't get by having one playthrough. You learn more about the other characters by doing the other runs. Yeah, but for example, I'll give you another example. Okay. This is about Cave Story. And I love oh, Cave Story. Okay. You know that I love yes, Cave Story. Yes, you're one of your favorite games. And it has a bunch of, of, of endings. And I just... Re- uh, <laughs> I was watching a video the other day. Yeah. And they said something about another ending to, to really? Cave Story. What and there's you know about? No. Did anybody know about it? Yeah. Okay, but you just didn't know. But apparently, it was like a myth or something. Oh, okay. But I, I, I have to go and do it because it's awesome. You, it. you save everyone. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Um. So in Cave Story, if you do this and this and that, you get this ending. And if you do that, but you don't know it. I mean, the game doesn't let you know, right? Mm. And not that that is bad. It's awesome. It's awesome. But in Undertale, they make it part of the story. You know yes, I mean? it, it, which is a big difference. It does tell you that there's different ways to play the game. Like right at the beginning, it tells you there's different ways to play the game. Mm. And then as you go through, the, but it's not <clears> obvious. And as you go through the game, it tells you, you know, it hints at other possibilities and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, I like that about the game. I, I, I like most things about the game. So one thing I wanted to address with you yeah. is two things. Mm. I wanted us to give like a little bit of a rating. Like we used to back in the days. Yeah. But I also wanted to address the Game Facts thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, Game Facts, it won the Game Facts greatest game ever poll, mm-hmm. as we've talked about many times. And of course, it beat games that I wondered why it would. Like, and as I hinted at the time when we talked about that specific event, I was a little angry about certain things losing, or at least I wouldn't say angry. I, I'm, I'm very, I'm pretty rarely angry, but I was, I was weirded out. So that's when I decided I need to play Undertale. Really glad I, I did. I still don't think it's the greatest game ever made. I don't think it probably should have beat a lot of the titles that it did. But uh, it is a great game. And I'm real, I think it deserved to be on that polling. The way it won is kind of fishy to, to a lot of people. It is. and yeah. But those are that's a popularity poll. And that's what's going to happen with the popularity poll. That being said, though, great game. It's a great game. I'm really... I'm so glad that there was that controversy. That people were being upset about it because you recommended it and I was like okay it's a digital only game you know I have I know I'm anal about playing digital only games mm-hmm. and I, w- I may have put it off 
But because of all that drama, it got at least one more person to play it. And I'm very glad that I did. Because our, our, our uh, other host, Lef, doesn't seem too keen to play it. I think that he said that he's he's kind of prone to dislike it because of that. And I really hope that if Lef listens to this episode, which he should support his, his show, mm-hmm. <laughs> he should you should play it, Lef, if you haven't already. And yeah. if you have played it, then good for you. Well, there are, there are two things. One is that it's, it's too new. It's very right. new. And there's something special about it. Yes. And I understand how this game can impact a lot of players. Absolutely. It's a very emotional game. And, and, and they're going to say, yes, it's the best game of all time. Well, we'll see. Next year when, when the poll comes, right. we'll see. Um, but also, if it's your favorite game... That's great. That's great. Yeah. My favorite game is Cave Story, and to mm. me, is one of the best games ever Absolutely. made. Absolutely. Uh, but I can do I can make the difference between the best game ever and my favorite game or yeah. what I consider to be the I best. Mean, best some people will that that will that concept will be one and the same yes the, the, to them it's the best game ever you can try to be a bit objective like some games are universally praised or very little problems with it even if you don't like the game there are games that I don't particularly love that I acknowledge are good or in the case of the whole Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross I like Cross more I know Trigger is a better game example but i want to say another thing just real quick you said that uh a lot of people like this game for different reasons it's it's nice that this game feels modern in the way that it is inclusive there are a lot of different types of characters that represent different groups of people mm-hmm. in terms of like sexuality and and uh, all those other stuff types of things so there's a lot of those characters and i can see why it appeals to a lot of people because you don't get a lot of representation in the mm-hmm. game and even your main character is not really anything like it's it you don't know what sex it is and it doesn't have any like regular quote-unquote skin color or anything like that so you're kind of free feel free to you know whatever with it and i want to address some one more point sure please okay so today the nominations for the academy awards were released now how is this relevant oh you're gonna sage you will come back don't you worry so it's gonna gonna be one of those things (laughs) that i say so (laughs) i personally i follow awards um, shows mm. because I like them. I like to watch a, a different types of movies. You see, if you go to to movie theaters or you or you just are aware of general culture from a, from a really from a, the point of view of you let information come to you. Because you're a robot and you're studying humanity. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, if if you don't look actively for certain information, it will not come for you. It will not come to right, you. Right. Absolutely. But but. Like music that you you hear in the streets or in the radio is stuff that's that's being actively pushed to you. Mm. So what I mean is, the type of movies that, that get nominated for awards, it's it's are are movies that you're probably not gonna hear or other you you wouldn't otherwise hear about them mm-hmm. if it weren't just for for awards. I see what you mean. So right? the, the movies that don't get a lot of attention uh, because they're not the blockbuster or they don't have the huge names yeah. attached to them. Like for for a lot of people, for most people. The best movies of this year will be Star Wars and whatever. Yeah, Michael and I'm Bay, one. Of, I am one of those people. And whatever sense. Michael Bay releases, you well, know, I mean, Ant Man, big, out last year, big so. movies, big yeah. movies, right? Right, with, with enough budget. But a lot of people won't see The Revenant or won't see mm. um, like Spotlight or That's the, true. things like that. But the, the, what that a lot of people will, will consider to be very, very boring because they don't have special effects. I know what you're talking. They about, don't have Marshall talks big about stars and yeah. stuff like that, right? So in games, yes, in games, a lot of people think that way too about games. It kind of right? has that similar. So thing. if it's not Metal Gear Solid, mm, if or it's Ocarina not, of Time, if it's not like you know, big <laughs> yeah. budget games that are 
you go to EB Games and you see the big right. posters and the Halos. They're ninety dollar games or eighty dollar. Yeah, the Halos. Man, we gotta get Cobb to play Undertale. Right, <laughs> Undertale belongs to a different category of games that are uh, that I'm beginning to see belong to to that to that type of award shows. Yeah, sure, I, I know what you mean. I, I I I think that if if we are going to see different types of games hmm. and and not necessarily competing with the big AAA games, but Competing in quality, they can coexist in integrity. Yeah, um, that's the way to go. Undertale is it's like a really artsy movie. To continue with that analogy, there is nothing wrong with enjoying Star Wars no. or Avengers. Those are great movies. No, they deserve the love and following that they get. At the same time, I love, I, I love yeah, the new exactly. Star Wars movie, and they can coexist with the arty, arty movies that make you think more, make you feel differently. One's about like. Something like Star Wars might feel you excited and adventurous, but something like one of the other movies that you mentioned that Marshall's talking about might make you feel, might make you inflect or think about the world around you. And to be honest, that's not a movie you necessarily want to see every month, but you know you might be glad that you see it when you do, so that your your thought. So, provo- your... so for example, I love the Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but there's nothing very original about it. No, it actually, <laughs> it's there's, it's very little. It's a parallel to the first movie. Done really well and modern. Well, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that that movie later. Yeah, but um, if, when you see the Revenant, which is probably gonna is, is one of the main contenders, you are in awe. I've heard about it. that's the uh, prehistoric one. It's beautiful. No, it's it's about a, a guy that I don't want to spoil. It fights much, a bear. Or he's, he's left for dead. Okay, he has yeah, to survive. Um, is there a bear or, fight in it? Or spotlight, which is oh yeah, that which one's is depressing. I know th- about that one. To me, it was beautiful. It's beautiful, but not because it makes you happy. Because you can find beauty in in, in, in sure. other emotions too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're great films. If you ask me, if 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 I like one movie or, or the other better, I don't know. But is which one is the best movie, or which one is your favorite movie? Of you this don't year? have to answer. And those you can questions. say Star Wars. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's it's gonna win the Oscar for best movie now. Because well, probably, it, because know. it's not that 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 type of good. But that's why they have categories for those things. Because unlike best game ever, Game Facts, that's just a big voting system for one game. Mm. But but games can't always be compared to each other. That's why subgenres like best RPG of the year, best best racer of the year, mm-hmm. kind of have is better put in those categories. Because how do you compare Witcher Three with Mario Kart Eight, for example? They're so different, but they're so great in what they do. But for example, I loved Splatoon this year. Yes, I love Mario Maker. Absolutely. I love Undertale, right? It's about all the games you played. And play. probably my favorite game this year is Splatoon. Yeah, but not is not my game of the year. My game of the year will be Undertale. I could, I've played both those games, mm-hmm. and although I think the gameplay in Splatoon is superb and the multiplayer is fun, I like Undertale a lot more because Undertale, especially, and let's get. I want to get to kind of the rating thing because because it's interesting. So let's pretend for a second that we're doing the old heart system where you get a full heart container and we get to damage it up to uh, one-fourth each. You can damage all four and it becomes an empty heart container. And it's, it's this old rating system that we made up. It's more like a recommendation system. If we don't damage the heart at all, then we wholly recommend it, for example, right? Yeah. So we won't get into it too much because the show's going on later than we thought. But my, so my question to you, Sagey, is would you damage Undertale at all? I think I already know that you wouldn't. No. And you know what? I wouldn't either. Now, if we were going to put it in... So that, that already makes it... But, but in, It's not perfect because uh, Lev's not here. But yeah, I'm curious about yeah. Lev's So uh, we're going to hold on... Because Lev sometimes he has yeah. like, very different well, opinions. So. We're going to update Undertale when he comes. But but I guess yeah. I just wanted to bring it up real Yeah, quick. and I want to do the, the pacifist end. So that's that's what I was getting to. I would have... When I beat when I beat the neutral ending, 
I would have given it a 7.5. Uh, a really great game. It's not like a blockbuster in any way. It, you know, it's a low-budget game. But I, I would have given it a solid 7.5 or an 8. But when I beat the pacifist ending, that brought up like another whole point and a half for me. Up to like a 9 or a 9.5 because it was so emotional. And I felt rewarded for playing that pacifist. And you mm-hmm. get so much more out of it. And I won't go into spoilers for Sadie's sake. But to me, that bumped it up like... Like another tool, like an almost perfect game for me, mm-hmm. because I felt rewarded for the decisions I made, mm-hmm. and it was emotional, and, and the, everything about it all came together. So, so yeah, of course I don't damage Undertale. It's just like Carablaster in that indie genre. I just don't think there's any real major flaws. I think everybody should play it. I think it's fun. I'm thinking it deserves at least some of the hype it's got. And yeah, I'm very positive, very pro Undertale. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So. Like, Splatoon is a really good product. Yes. Top-notch. And a fun game to play. Undertale is probably not a really good product, but it's a great game. You would not be able to sell mass appeal, I don't think, with no. Undertale. No. You can't throw that on a commercial no. where people see, like, 1992 graphics mm-hmm. and expect average people to buy it. Mm-hmm. That That's a word of... This is a word-of-mouth game, a game that you get told by friends, or, or if you're the type who will spend a lot of time on social media online, you'll hear about it. But you wouldn't... And, and it's not what what people are expecting from games. You know? It's different. It you is a different guns and graphics. And <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. It's it's a charming game. One game I want to say. So when I first started playing Undertale, I wasn't as excited until much later. So my first thought was like people were saying it's emotional stuff, but I played the so comparing the first hour of Undertale to the first twenty minutes of Ori in the Blind Forest. Ori in the Blind Forest is way more emotional, and 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 captivating in a way. And the only reason I never finished it is I just I wanted to play physical games, so I've been holding out. I might go back and play this somewhere. My computer's being a piece of crap, so it's all off the side. But Ori in the Blind Forest touches you quickly. And, a, and unlike Undertale, it's a beautiful-looking game. It's it's beautiful. So I didn't see it at first, but as you play through... I don't know about how Ori goes on from that, but but as you play through Undertale, you get to learn and meet all these great characters, and, and, and it's a different thing, different experience. But... Yeah, so my I guess my point was I did I just started the game with low expectations and it really wound up turning me around. Because mm-hmm. like Left, I had a little bit of reservations. Like, is this can this really match up all the crazy ass? It beat my beloved, whatever it beat. Did it beat FF Seven? It beat Pokemon. It beat Mario yeah, World. Mario World. Those are games I treasure. And and although I don't think that they're better, I mean I'll say it's better than Pokemon, the original Pokemon, just because of that it was primitive. But, I mean, to compare a game that came out in 2015 with a game that came out in 95 isn't entirely fair. So Pokemon at its time was, was crazy good. Yeah, that, it, you know. that it, it, it might look as as a game from back then. But it's not play like one. No, because you have to have all that evolution in game ideas. Yes. In order to get to, to where Undertale is. Mm. I don't think it's a game that could have existed back then as Care Blaster would. Right, Care Blaster would fit right in line back then. Yes. It doesn't innovate too much. It's just a pure fun package. A great, like a like a greatest hit remastered version. Not even remastered. Just like, like it's like you plucked out a hidden gem from from the NES days and you're just playing it now. It's mm-hmm. barely different. Undertale does things I don't think they could have done technically back then. Not only technically, but this this the 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 way the game is conceived. Is yes, it's different because games have a formula or have uh, their boundaries, right? Yeah, they have their standards, and this game just. Just, plays with yeah, those it, it does. That's a great way of putting it. The game, it's an RPG at its core, but it brings in so many elements from other games, and just makes it fun. Remember, save systems weren't that that much 
common back then. Not com- well, well, a lot of games have passwords. By the 90s, by like 93 and onward, or even 92 onward, save files were more or less, at least in RPGs, pretty <laughs> normal. But in the... Because I would put this game on yeah, par with SNES era, personally, in terms of graphics. Mm-hmm. Not It's not quite NES level of, mm-hmm. of primitive... Yeah. So I don't know. I think save. But we're, t- we're talking about but not messing with the save file, though. We're t- but that's what I mean. In those t- in those days, save systems were somewhat new. So nobody would have yeah, thought yeah, of a couple of years is still kind of new. Yeah, been and not only new but kind of complex because of batteries. And yes, that kind of thing. So I mean, crashing a game. Yeah, intentionally crashing a game. Yeah, right. This is a very a more of a PC concept. There's not even that many. I'm sure they exist, but I can't think of many games that play with your uh, save files across multiple playthroughs and stuff. I'm sure some do. There's the whole concept of New Game Plus. But this isn't quite the same as New Game Plus. This is you dying, reloading the game, and the game remembering that you reloaded it. As opposed to a New Game Plus where you just kind of start over with all of your stuff and make a couple of different decisions. This This game acknowledges the times that you lost... The times that you that you quote unquote cheated to 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 change your decisions—that's the thing that would not, maybe even could not have been done, or at least wouldn't have been conceived, like you said back then. Yeah. So this there's game, a lot of concepts. There's a lot of, I don't know, uh, the humor. It's a funny game. It's really memey. The fangirl it is. The fangirls love Sans, the uh, cool mm. skeleton character. I love Sans. He's cool. Sans, I date sorry. him. <laughs> and dated him. <laughs> no, Papyrus is who you date. Oh yeah, Papyrus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sans is the is the beloved internet guy. All the girls want to date, mm-hmm. but but, but, but but Papyrus is hilarious. He's I don't understand why there's not more love for him. I dated that skeleton too. He was really cool. Yeah, he won me over. Um, the the dog, uh, the, the dog knight. Oh, I love the greater the greater dog. Yeah, I, I loved him. He's adorable. That couple. Um, um, even, uh, what was her name? I- I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. I actually have it here. I don't want to get... Elphys. She reminded, oh. she reminded me of Jordan so much. Dinosaur Lisa. Yes. <laughs> she reminded me of Jordan because she hated talking on the phone and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's like Jordan. She and she plays... Go. Oh, no, well, no. Well, she, no, she, she watches play, she questionable watches. anime, just yeah, like yeah. Jordan would. Yeah. Oh, she also yeah. Jordan's watches playing anime? Yeah, she does. And, okay. jo- and Jordan is only a couple hours in. She was really heartbroken when you couldn't when she got rejected by Papyrus. <laughs> she said that she hasn't touched it since, so <laughs> so she'll go back to it. But when I was playing, I was like, Jordan, I just encountered a character that's basically you in this game, so I, I really hope that she winds up playing it because it reminded me of her. But, you know, we said this is going to be a short episode, and we are now an hour and ten in, mm-hmm. so we're liars. So it's, it's usually, it's, it's longer than usual. <laughs> yeah, because it's a good game. We because Undertale, man. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. so we might follow up a bit. I, we got to pressure left to play it. So he can't listen to this episode until he finishes it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of hear, even though I'm sure you and I can keep talking about it. Recommendation, play the game. Uh, we will at the very least talk about the, the pacifist ending when, when Seiji leaves, but it won't be as long. Yeah. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, CartridgeClub.org, awesome site. The people are really cool. They, they tweet to us a lot. Um, BonusBarrel.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I swear that one day we will update as soon as left finishes the video mm-hmm. so th- so with all that being said thank you guys so much for listening this is Rob and Seiji and Seiji again <laughs> have a good one <laughs> <laughs>